0: Good morning. It's Wednesday, and we've made it to July 1st. Welcome to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Voodoo. The first stimulus package was a lifeline for the millions of Americans who lost worker income because of the pandemic. And now that it's the first day of July, it means we've got just a few more weeks before all those benefits expire.
1: What's at stake here is just about everything.
0: The divide over passing another stimulus package is today's one big thing. Last night, the Senate voted to extend the Small Business Paycheck Protection Program for an additional five more weeks. There's still $130 billion left in it, and it's one of a handful of temporary coronavirus stimulus measures that could expire soon. Here's the big picture from Dion Rebowen, the markets editor for Axios.
1: The original stimulus package was definitely effective. $2.2 trillion included a lot of money for big businesses, small businesses, direct checks for $1,200 to most Americans, as well as this enhanced unemployment that paid people an extra $600 a week. So yeah, it has been tremendously effective in terms of helping the economy bounce back after an atrocious month in April.
0: But here's what's happening now. Unlike in March, there's not bipartisan agreement that people need more stimulus help. Even though we're still experiencing jobless rates, we haven't seen since the Great Depression.
1: The Republicans say that unemployment has stayed so high because people don't want to go back to work because the unemployment benefits have been too high. Whereas the Democrats say people aren't going back to work because they can't, because there aren't jobs and because the small businesses aren't bringing them back.
0: Something else is different from March. The stock market isn't tanking, but the opposite. The Nasdaq recently hit new record highs. So what we're watching is this week's jobs report. It's coming out tomorrow instead of Friday because of the holiday. And it may give us a sense of whether or not lawmakers will take further action.
1: That's going to be the big headline that everybody watches. This White House looks at the stock market and they look at the jobs report. And those are the two big things that really say whether they're doing well or whether they're doing poorly. So if we get a big bounce in the June numbers, then maybe this gets pushed to the back burner. But if you see a lot of job losses, which is not what's expected, that could really light a fire under the White House to get some action.
0: With the House and Senate alternating recess schedules for July and August, there's just an 11-day window for the rest of the summer to figure out a solution. Leon Rabowin writes the Axios Markets newsletter. We'll be back in 15 seconds with an Axios scoop about panic inside the White House. Welcome back to Axios Today. Axios insiders are sneak peek into our newsroom, Co-founder Mike Allen is with me now, and he's got a big scoop for us.
2: Yeah, Nellie, you could see President Trump getting off that airplane after the Tulsa rally, tie askew, hanging his head. And if you know Trump, you knew a head was going to roll, and it has. And no surprise, Jonathan Swan has the scoop, Jared Kushner— engineered this. And the literal fall guy was Michael Glasner, the guy who organizes Trump's rallies. He's been, quote, reassigned, something about campaign lawsuits. And they're bringing in a Kushner ally, a businessman who was the president's Arizona chairman in 2016, Jeff DeWitt, who now will have the enviable job of being COO and therefore in charge of rallies. It's kind of like being the taster.
0: Mike, what's going on over there?
2: Yeah, Niall, a panic is setting in. And Jonathan Swan has great inside the West Wing reporting about his advisor's sounding the alarm, they thought that they would be able to be talking about reopening and a recovering economy. Instead, the virus is just surging. People are talking about masks. People are talking about closing down again. They'd hoped that the president was going to be on the road where he's always in a better mood, doing rallies, firing up his troops. Now we know that he can't do that. What else do you think is going to change? So here's something else Swan picked up on. The president's advisors now admit that they had completely misjudged how scared his elderly supporters would be to go to big, indoor, mostly mask-free rallies. So now his campaign has to figure out how to make rallies work in the age of coronavirus.
0: Mike Allen is one of our co-founders. Mike, thanks for sharing these details with us.
2: Now I have the best day.
0: Climate change is causing more rain events across the United States. That means millions more homes in the U.S. are at risk of flooding. And it's not just in our coastal areas.
1: In Iowa, the swollen rivers busted over and through levees. Residents of Hornick, Iowa, were evacuated before the worst unfolded.
0: Energy and climate reporter Amy Harder says the new data shows a surprising level of flooding risk to inland states.
3: The significance of this new data, which comes from a nonprofit called First Street Foundation, is one, it does a comprehensive take on the flood risk throughout the United States, whereas FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, typically has focused only on coastal flooding. So this shows us the risk from flooding from rivers and lakes and rainfall. And that's really significant because there is a lot of inland flooding due to more intense precipitation events that are exacerbated by climate change. And so this is exposing a whole other layer of risk that many of us didn't know we had.
0: Do you think this creates a whole new set of data for realtors? Is this indicative of where you think the market is going that we have to be thinking about, for example, flood events and real estate when we're
3: buying or selling? Today we've largely seen... Realtors not really think about this, especially in places where it's not as obvious. But even in places like Miami, I think you're going to see more and more realtors having to grapple with this. And hopefully, consumers will feel more empowered to be able to come armed with these types of questions, both for the people trying to sell their home and the realtors. It puts realtors in a tough spot because they want to sell more and more, but yet you maybe shouldn't sell in this particular spot on Miami Beach. How can this help homeowners? First Street will integrate this data onto Realtor.com. So you can see a risk factor from one to 10 of any property in the United States, some 140 million. This data is cold from, you know, thousands of different research points when it comes to precipitation events and flooding events. And so there's always an inherent level of uncertainty in this type of data. So if somebody sees a higher score than what they thought, I would recommend they seek out experts on this topic and really learn what types of steps they should take.
0: Amy Harder is the energy and climate reporter for Axios. Before we leave, a little tribute to Cirque du Soleil. That's music from Ka, one of Cirque du Soleil's most popular shows. The circus's live event business has been decimated by the pandemic, and on Monday, the company filed for bankruptcy, leaving 3,500 performers, acrobats, dancers, contortionists, and more out of work. The company's aiming for a fresh start after bankruptcy helps it offset millions in debt, and they're hoping to bring back live performances in 2021 so the show can go on. I wanted to take a moment before we go to clarify something I said in yesterday's episode on childcare. To set the record straight, the study we were talking about indicated mothers are 47% more likely than fathers to quit their jobs because of the pandemic. Thanks to all the listeners who wrote in about that. Your feedback is always appreciated. Please reach out to us at podcasts at axios.com. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. Don't forget to catch us tomorrow morning, but for more news before then, you can tune in to our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.